Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to another very exciting edition of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, and of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And this is episode 29. 29. We're, we're halfway through December now. 12 days until until Christmas, till the big guy comes down the chimney, if you know, if you've got kids at home. Or maybe he comes for you if you're an adult. I Santa stopped coming for me. He comes just for just for my kid now. Um Although I think he does bring my wife things, which is she's much more deserving than I am, and that's probably why. <laughs> I Santa probably looks at me, he's like, mm, no, 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 you don't get anything this year. That's pretty typical. I'm pretty used to it. But we're getting close to that big day, and that means we're of course a week away from our, our our annual Christmas special. But before we get into episode 29, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us for episodes, after episodes, during episodes, whenever you so please. You can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Facebook.com/slash. Go tell it to the wall. Uh, that's kind of a, a main page. We, we're pretty active on Facebook, uh, so make sure you like our page, check back often for updates. And of course, uh, YouTube, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall, subscribe to our channel. That's where you're going to find all of our videos, all of these video feeds, depending where you're watching this, if you're watching the video feed, uh, or if you're just listening to audio and you're interested in seeing my lovely face, you can see all of those on YouTube. They are, of course, also on Facebook. Uh, but again, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall, subscribe to our channel. My own personal Instagram account, which is at uh, SoCalSean. That's right, at SoCalSean. Uh, follow me on there and uh, and get some awesome photos. We're, like I, I've said this a couple times recently, we're getting more Go Tell It to the Wall content up there, but that is not going to be uh, all Go Tell It to the Wall content, so keep that in mind. Uh, but please, follow on Instagram. I, I enjoy the Instagram much more than I do the Twitter. I don't use, I only go to Twitter when I'm like, what is it, what's happening in the news? That It's like my news feed is, is Twitter. I don't, I don't actually like to interact with people on Twitter. It's very rare. It's like two people I interact with and it's because I know them personally and kind of have a funny back and forth, but not a lot of Twitter usage going on uh, in, in my life, just in general. Uh, and of course, our website SeanOroarkLive.com, that'd be the most important thing I mentioned of all those social plugs. Uh, not only because it's your one-stop shop for everything that is, go tell us the wall and SeanOroarkLive.com, but you're also going to find links to those platforms that I just mentioned, so you don't even have to remember them. Although it's funny, I always say, you don't even have to remember them, and you're listening to a podcast, and you can just rewind a little bit and, and figure it out. It's not like, you know, if you're of a certain age, you know, kids these, it, <laughs> I just did it, I just did it, I said kids these days, but it's funny, Every generation is going to have this, and kids these days, I remember when uh, like a phone number would flash across the TV screen uh, you know, for something you wanted to call or do or whatever it was, and you had to, you had to run. You're like, oh my god, oh no, and now it's, now it's, you don't, you don't even have to rewind it you know, to get that info. You're just, you're like, oh, what was that commercial? Oh, let me just Google that name. Oh, boom. Oh, there we go. You don't, you don't even have to remember websites anymore. It's kind of, it's kind of wild. Uh, just the advances that we've made since since internet started becoming more mainstream. I mean, there's a thing you used to have to you, you'd search you'd keyword search that would take you to websites, and now with how intuitive everything is, it's just crazy. Uh, but make sure you're bookmarked, SeanOroarkLive.com, and uh, and you can always rewind the podcast and remember those exact platforms that I'm talking about. And don't forget uh, on SeanOroarkLive.com, you're gonna find a link to our Patreon. Uh, please help us out if you can, uh, and also our merch. I believe you should still be able to order some merch and get in, get it in time for Christmas. Uh, definitely do that over the next couple days, though, just to be certain. Uh, I know, especially with shipping delays, it's been wild. I've like I can't even keep track of all the the shipping that's been, <laughs> that's been going on to my house because everything is all of the Christmas shopping is 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 done via shipping this year obviously and i do a lot of that regularly anyway just cuz it's you know it, it it's easy to order certain things but i am very much a brick and mortar shopper especially at the holidays uh, and have you just like can't do that this year so it's been it's been interesting uh, especially with certain things cuz i'm like no i just i want to go out and look at this and, nope nope got to just kind of order it and hope that's what I, you know exactly what i was going for uh, it's just one of those years, but uh, but help us out on the merch. Get yourself some Christmas gifts. You should, like I said, should still be able to get them in time uh, for Christmas because we're we're still we're still almost two weeks out, uh, a little less than two weeks out. So a little bit of time there. Uh, the Christmas special next week, like I mentioned, uh, it's essentially a Christmas themed uh, go tell to the wall episode. But this will be the first common sense Sundays 
Christmas-themed episode. Uh, and for those of you that are new to the podcast, it's 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 just Christmas, our usual topics, but Christmas-themed. Uh, and I tend to dress like embarrassingly Christmas style things so so look forward to that we've got the charlie brown christmas tree already in the studio it was actually in the studio last week i didn't put it on camera uh, but got that sitting in here that's how you know it's christmas time here at go tell to the wall in the studio is uh the charlie brown christmas tree is there it's christmas uh and not only is it christmas is it well not christmas yet we're coming up on christmas but we are actually in the middle of hanukkah so happy hanukkah to everyone out there uh who celebrates hanukkah Happy Hanukkah. If you don't celebrate Hanukkah, I think it's okay to tell people Happy Hanukkah, even if they don't celebrate it. You know, uh, I have a lot of Jewish friends who celebrate Hanukkah, uh, so I, I'm usually very much aware of uh, of when actual. I, we all know it happens in December, but when it's actually happening tonight is night four of of Hanukkah. So Happy Hanukkah to everyone out there. And I've got a funny story for you in parenting uh, regarding my kiddo and and kind of Hanukkah, and she's learning all about. She's four, and barely four. Um, so it's funny, I always forget that this is her fifth Christmas, but her first Christmas, she was just like this tiny, I was looking, there, a picture came up on our, our Google thing the other day uh, of, of me at one of the Christmas, family Christmas parties, well, all of us, there's a group of us, but I could see, and, and I remember just vividly sitting in the chair, opening gifts, and just I'm just holding my kid the whole time, because she's about a month old, like a little over a month old, so technically her fifth Christmas, uh, but she's barely four, so she's learning, and, and we'll talk about that in parenting, but she's just learning all about the different holidays and, and all this kind of stuff, it's, and it's really interesting in our household, so uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. Interesting isn't funny, um, I guess you could say. All right, digital trends. Oh, man. <laughs> I love me some digital trends uh, where, where people can get terribly hurt. And I don't love them because I want people to get hurt. It's just it has been content for this podcast ever since the beginning of Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, and here we have another one. This one's not really challenge-based, but I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of these videos popping up uh, over the holidays as, I mean, you shouldn't be gathering, but as families gather uh, for the holidays. And this is this mousetrap game. If you're not familiar with this, someone shared uh, on TikTok, uh, their grandmother plays this game, and essentially, and they played it at Thanksgiving, but it's like a holiday game they, they play regularly. What they do is they throw some cash down on like the the kitchen or dining room table, you know, wherever some table. Uh, you blindfold a person. Whenever there's a blindfold involved, you know things are not. They're just they're not gonna go well. You know, I mean, come on. It's just if someone says, "Hey, put the," definitely think about what the hell you are up to in that particular instance. But you put a blindfold, uh, and in addition to the cash that is left on the table. Uh, and I believe the blindfold goes on first, so you don't even get to see where the cash is. In addition to the cash, they they put set mouse traps. Now, if you've never dealt with a mouse trap uh, outside of seeing it on like cartoons, mouse traps are serious business. They it it is not humane to a mouse uh, getting caught in a mouse trap. And in fact, and I learned this as a kid when I first moved to San Diego. Uh, we we had like not a serious mouse problem, but a little bit of a mouse problem. Had to set up some mouse traps basically in our garage. The mice were getting into the dog food, a very large dog at the time, and and so we had to do this. And I learned at a very early age that can break your finger. And so here we have a grandmother who thinks it's fun, and I, you know, and you got to wonder. And and someone had even commented on Twitter, and they're like, "Is she the guy from Saw? Is it? I think it, I think the guy has a name, but from you know the Saw movies where the the guy just tortures everyone. Is she the guy from Saw? And like I kind of had that same thought too. Like, no, this doesn't. I, you know, maybe she's getting some enjoyment out of this. Costs her, you know, what, 40 bucks to watch <laughs> a bunch of her relatives that she's <laughs> mad at break their fingers. Uh, but apparently it's a thing. I, I don't want to do this ever, ever. I would not recommend doing this with anybody you know. Family. I wouldn't recommend doing this with anyone you don't know. Like, don't go setting up mousetraps in this. <laughs> Just, come on. It's Blindfolds and mousetraps do not mix. They don't. Let's, let's take that back a little bit but people were enjoying it people were like this is great just really goes to show you like the sociopathic tendencies of of people in the world <laughs> that they look at that and they go oh yeah that's a great idea i'm gonna do that broken fingers that's the other thing too is it really worth getting a broken finger and it gets so bad you have to go to the hospital and get it set and you're <laughs> taking up space in the hospital like oh what happened i stuck my finger in a mousetrap <laughs> jesus christ uh, in other news on digital trending platform things, what? 
In other trending on digital platform news, uh, MAGA March, that's right, the MAGA March Make America Great Again March that was happening in Washington, I think like yesterday, I don't know. I'm so tired of following these things, and we've, we're finally hitting the point where the media is like, whatever. <laughs> we're not even going to give you give you airtime on this. Uh, but I was aware that this was happening, and apparently, and this has happened before, but the some, some people from the MAGA March, uh, they used a photo to show the 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 magnitude of people at this MAGA march in Washington, D.C. And I swear, like, you know, five, six, seven years ago, you could, you, if you weren't aware and you tried to pass something off as different, I kind of get it. We're at a point now, you know people can just Google and fact check. These are not hard things. Well, apparently this photo that got shared widely on social platforms uh, was actually from the March for Our, Li- march for Our Lives protest in 2018. Not even the same year, let alone the same group of people uh, protesting. Uh, so, so good job, MAGA and and Proud Boys. Jesus Christ! Like, how dumb do you have to be to be like, nope? And then at the same time, I, I also wonder often, you know, you because you have these. Uh, there's there's there is that I do enjoy on Twitter. There's a, an account called Trump Voter, uh, and it's it's a uh, it's a parody account clearly. And it's it, it took me one tweet to see like, oh okay, that's a parody account. <laughs> it's funny because people get mad. I was gonna say get mad at the guy. I don't know that it's a guy. Get mad at the person that that runs the account because they're like. How can you support Trump? And it's like, dude, <laughs> I know it's tough because there are people out there who think like he is tweeting ridiculously, but no, that that's a parody account. And uh, and so, you know, may, part of me thinks maybe a parody account tweeted this out and then all the, the MAGA people ran with it. Either way, uh, Google's a thing if you haven't heard of it, people. It, it, it's, it's a thing that's available. It's free. It's free. Absolutely free. And you can just fact check these things. It's amazing. All right, uh, and in fact, speaking of fact-checking things, uh, the Proud Boys leader, the leader of the Proud Boys, I don't even know this guy's name, and and you know what, I don't care to know his fucking name. I I don't want to know the name of a single Proud Boy out there. This is not an organization that I have any respect for or want to have anything to do with or really want to have any knowledge of unless it's them being idiots, and here's one uh, where the leader of the Proud Boys uh, tweeted out a photo of him standing on the steps of the White House and said, oh, thank you for inviting me to the White House, making it seem as though uh, the president or someone at the White House had invited him to the White House. And of, co- and of course, people ran with this. And I, and I had seen it flying across social platforms like yesterday or the day before. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, this is not shocking at all. Well, apparently, the White House came out and clarified uh, that the leader of the Proud Boys was never actually invited to the White House. He simply went there on one of the public uh, White House Christmas tours, which are happening. And I was aware of these happening. I had a friend uh, who did it in the past week or so, a friend on Facebook um, that I haven't seen in person in years, but, you know, someone I knew from high school, we stay connected, uh, and they were at the White House doing these tours. And so White House came out and said, no, no, he just he just did a public tour. He wasn't actually here seeing anybody. Again, fact-checking. Most importantly, fuck the Proud Boys. Uh, Alex Jones, he was, of course, out there spewing ridiculousness at this uh, mega rally they had going on. Uh, but I will say, in all seriousness, he did uh, say to a crowd of people who then cheered uh, that Biden would be removed from office one way or another. Alex Jones, we're all familiar with Alex Jones. I don't like to give him a lot of time, uh, but this is important just for, for a couple little things. Uh, this is inciting violence. The, the guy is a psychopath. He knows that he has followers uh, who, who can go to extreme uh, places, especially when it comes to violence. And we've seen this. You know, and, and Alex, and this guy is utterly unhinged. Um, you know, I, I think everyone has a right to their opinion and all kinds of different things, but I think there is a line that gets crossed, and sometimes those people shouldn't even be allowed to be heard. And Alex Jones is one of those people um, saying Biden will be, be removed from office one way or another. Uh, but one really important thing I want to bring up about this is there's a huge misconception, huge misconception when it comes to, to guns. Um, and that misconception is that only conservatives like guns. Gigantic misconception. The difference is only conservatives like to flaunt their guns for the most part. Now, this is a, not a blanket statement. I'm, ta- I'm dealing in stereotypes right now, and I understand that, and you should understand it. For the most part, only conservatives like to flaunt their guns and, and post photos and go stand on the steps of Capitol buildings and all these other things. Let me tell you, liberals, progressives, many of them own guns too. 
I am not a uh, I'm not a big gun person myself. I don't think people need to own automatic rifles, uh, but I am I am a big proponent of responsible gun ownership myself. And a lot of conservatives out there don't realize, like, no, 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 De- Democrats own guns too. Progressives they own guns too. I've said this before. I live in Highland Park. It's part of Los Angeles, California. Uh, I would love to see one of these Trump trains come rolling through my neighborhood. Would not go well. Would not go well. Uh, now, I don't think we're ever going to get to violence, but Jesus Christ. Like, it's so funny how, how we have that misconception. And I don't know if it's around the world, but definitely in this country. It's like, no, 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 no. That that guy next door that likes to smoke pot and, and he's a bit of a hippie and, you know, and plays guitar. and well, That doesn't mean he doesn't own a gun. You know, misconceptions. All right, positive news. We got some some great positive news this week. I mentioned uh, this individual last week. No, no, the week before, I think, because uh, the, the Vanderbilt didn't play last week. Uh, and that would be Sarah Fuller. Sarah Fuller, who is actually a an SEC championship winning soccer player uh, for University of Vanderbilt or Vanderbilt University. It's Vanderbilt. I don't I don't know which comes not important here. Why am I focusing on that uh, from Vanderbilt? And she's the one I mentioned a couple weeks ago who joined the Vanderbilt football team uh, as a place kicker because they were they needed a kicker. Uh, she was the first woman ever to play. Now, if you don't follow sports, please forgive me. It, it, it does get a little intricate when it comes because I won't say she's the first woman to play in a collegiate football game. That's not true. She is the first woman to play in what they call a Power 5 college football game. Um, and these are the bigger colleges uh, in here in the United States. Uh, so uh, without getting into details on that, I, I recognize there's a difference. And if you're someone that, un- that knows the differences, then you kind of understand anyway. Uh, but regardless, uh, yesterday as Vanderbilt played, uh, she was already the first woman to play in a Power 5 football game. She became the first woman to score a point in a Power 5 football game. She kicked two extra points. Uh, the extra point is that kick that you've, you you see kicked. Again, I'm speaking to people that know nothing about football, but that's a kick you see right after a team scores a touchdown. She scored two of those. First woman ever to do it uh, in a Power 5 conference football game, as I said. Uh, and this is just something to absolutely applaud here. Uh, I know a lot of people have come out and said, oh, it's a publicity stunt and all. So, you know, you can put that aside. Um, you know, ignore the excuses, I would say, and just enjoy the history behind this. Uh, and especially in the year of our Lord 2020, where we need all the positive news we can possibly get. Uh, let's look at this as a positive thing. So good on you, Sarah Fuller. Good on you, Vanderbilt. Uh, and, and thank you for, for bringing us a little bit of positive news in this in this very, 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 very tough year. On that same note, I've said it before. Just a reminder, uh, like just <laughs> once... New Year's Eve hits and, and we cross into 2021. Uh, that doesn't mean all of this madness stops. <laughs> like the calendar doesn't care. It's it, COVID's not look up. Oh, nope. Up. Oh, I think we're done, guys. No more COVID. <laughs> I I love that because everyone's like, oh, 2020, 2020. No, it's no, it's. I mean, it's COVID, but it's it's not it's not the year's fault. Don't blame 2020. Oh, man, if only we would have had Barbara Walters on the ABC ball drop and she said, I'm this is Bar- I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020. I think everything would have been so different. All right. COVID updates. The vaccine. Oh, we have vaccines that have official this morning started shipping around the United States of America. Uh, vaccines in other countries have, have begun being deployed. Uh, I know uh, the first person in uh, I don't know if it was in all of the UK or just in Great Britain. Uh, got her vaccine this pa- within the past week, uh, and I know Canada has has vaccines rolling out as well. But but for those of us that live in the United States, uh, we're seeing this, and and we see a light at the end of the tunnel now, which we we've known was gonna come, uh, but now that light is just getting brighter and brighter and brighter. Uh, and for someone like myself, I I am a long ways away from getting a vaccine because I am not uh, I am not as high risk as as many many other people out there. Uh, but just knowing there's that light at the end of the tunnel. And at the same time, I think now more than ever, we need to be vigilant and remain vigilant. Because just because you see that light doesn't mean we can let our guard down at this point. In fact, just staying more vigilant and getting to that point is why it's so important. We know there's a point now. We know we just have to get there. 
Let's continue to be vigilant. Let's continue to stay home. Let's continue to wear masks. Do everything we can to minimize the spread and then get to that vaccine. In fact, even in my neighborhood, the people, I've said this before. It's such a political thing. But even in areas like Los Angeles, people don't care. There, there was parties going on in my neighborhood yesterday. And in fact, I'm sitting in my, uh, in my house yesterday. I was doing something, and I hear, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. I just put my kid down for a nap. I'm like, what is going on? I could hear it. All the windows in my house are closed. The doors are closed. I open my front door, and I go like kind of walk down to my backyard, and it, insanely loud mariachi music. Insanely loud mariachi music two doors down from where I live. They're throwing a gigantic party in their backyard with a full mariachi band, amplified in everything, as we're in the height of this pandemic. And in fact, my neighborhood, Highland Park, uh, they just came out recently and they said that Highland Park is actually a little bit of a hotbed for, as far as the spread of COVID. And I wasn't shocked at all. So all I have to do is stand at my front window and I could see that people just don't care, even in this neighborhood. Parties with a mariachi band. And I'll tell you, I was pissed. And I'm, st I'm still a little pissed. I'm really sick of these people that have no respect for others. And the one that really killed me with that, really killed me, is I had to tell my now four-year-old that she couldn't have a birthday party. And don't get me wrong, I know all kids have had to sacrifice things, but that's kind of her one big thing is she has a birthday party every year. We don't, we don't throw tons of parties and, you know, and she's used to seeing that. She's used to having family for Thanksgiving and that was tough and her birthday was tough. And, and here's my poor four-year-old. I'm trying, you know, trying to explain to her, no, we need to keep everyone safe. People need to stay safe from the virus. And she's in her room and she's hearing this crazy mariachi band two doors down. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. The disparity. And here I am. I'm just like, all right, here's another, another weekend at home. It's absolutely insane. But we have to get there. We have to get there. And we will. We will. We just, and I'll tell you, I, I am not a grudge holder. I, I, maybe I am not a regular <laughs> grudge holder, but I'm taking note. I'm sitting in my front. We ain't friends no more, people that are disrespecting this and have no respect for anyone else but themselves. Probably not even really respecting themselves. All right, COVID and allergies. This is becoming a thing recently, and it's happened in my house. Like the other day, uh, my wife w was coughing and sneezing a bit, and, she, and it was and she, it was one of those things because I've done it too, where I'm like, oh man, oh oh man, and she's like, oh, I hope I'm not getting sick. I hope, and I was like, oh, you're not getting sick. Uh, and and allergies have become a huge culprit right now, uh, kind of when it comes to coughing and sneezing and everything else. And we learned at the beginning of this, the whole pandemic that sneezing is not really a big identifier of COVID, but, but coughing obviously is. Uh, so I know this can be challenging for a lot of people and it's, it's happening to me as well, that extra stress right now. Uh, but I think it's knowing those differences, um, and, and just kind of being vigilant on that. For, for me, I tend to lean on, on the temperature taking like, okay, don't have a temperature. Um, so most likely it's just allergies. And I, and I've had them, the wind blew through here yesterday. In fact, I was sitting on my couch in my living room. My wife was sitting there too. And both of us were like, what? the hell's going on i look at it, it's just the wind blowing everything it's it's allergy time um and in fact like i've i've been dealing with it for a couple weeks now and it's not horrible like i'm not sick um but it's that little bit of congestion that honestly i just wouldn't even be paying attention to except we're all hyper vigilant right now uh because you don't want to be like oh my god i'm coughing do i have covid um so, so stay strong with that especially if you're someone that regularly gets allergies know that you're this is you're probably you're getting allergies and and if even if you're being as vigilant as you can, you could still catch a regular cold. Um, so, so it's just knowing those differences. And I think not only the, the temperature taking, but it, it seems like the loss of smell and taste, even though it doesn't affect everyone who gets COVID, it seems that that is an early uh, indicator. Like you could end up losing um, taste and smell before you start with the crazy coughing or the, the body aches and all that kind of stuff. So that that's something to, to keep an eye on. But know, know that other people are dealing with these allergies as well. Um, COVID Christmas, that's where we are. We are at a COVID Christmas. Can you, I, I guarantee there's nobody out there that thought back in March uh, we'd still be doing this in December at Christmas time. Nobody. Nobody at all. Uh, but here we are. And I think the important thing here to remember is that 
Uh, and what did I, like COVID doesn't care about the calendar. At the same time, we we become we get so attached to a calendar and to dates and being told how to celebrate, how to do certain things. And at the end of the day, we don't need to let a calendar dictate spending time with family. You know, just because a calendar says, well, this is the day that you put gifts under a tree and unwrap them. Who cares? Who cares? Especially with with what we've learned this past year and with the pandemic and how important family is and how important community is. Who cares? Do it in February, March, April and when it's much safer. Have your Christmas celebration then. And I will take this time to point out uh, <laughs> Jesus wasn't even born on Christmas. Uh, so if you if you're you know you're like oh Jesus is the reason for the season and all this other stuff well then celebrate in spring when Jesus was actually born because he wasn't born in the winter. This is and I'm not going to get into details but this is a well known fact. Any educated Christian or Catholic isn't going to argue that with you anyway because it's it, it's true. It is 100% true. Uh, so so keep that in mind. Celebrate at a later date. That's what we're going to do in my family. It's like you know what I don't care what this calendar says. I mean Santa's going to come. You know, Santa comes on Christmas, but you don't need a huge family gathering for Santa to come there for your kids. You can still leave out the cookies and milk. Although in my house, we usually leave a little, uh, no, we don't. We leave cookies and milk. <laughs> I, always, I always joke. Pretty sure Santa would like uh, like a little spot of whiskey instead of some milk. but Or, you know, some spiked eggnog. But that's not true. It's, it's, I imagine it's hard to fly the sleigh and, 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 <laughs> and the eight reindeer. Uh, if, if he's drinking whiskey or eggnog at everyone's house. Uh, and important, if you weren't aware of this, the CDC actually came out this past week and said, uh, don't even hang out with anyone outside your household. We were kind of in the small gathering thing, but now they're saying you shouldn't even be around people outside of your household. And this is where we just have to be vigilant for the next month or so. Uh, and if we, the thing is, if we could get everyone on the same page and everyone just stayed the fuck home for two weeks, we'd be in much better shape. But the bottom line is not everyone's going to do that. Those of us out there with common sense are going to have to do it, and we're going to have to pick up the slack for everyone else that doesn't really give a shit about the rest of the world. Uh, and and that's just how it is. What can we do? But we should definitely be listening to scientists, and the scientists say that we shouldn't be hanging out with people outside of our house. All right, mental health. I don't have a lot this week, but I do want to talk about something very important, uh, and that would be the holiday pressure from family. You have holiday pressure every year from family and friends and you know some people have more pressure than others you know to celebrate a certain way to do certain things and you know all this other stuff and we live especially we live in such a materialistic society it's, it's become so you know gift based and, and everything else and and then and then here comes 2020 in a pandemic and the pressure is going to be even worse for many many people out there and the reason i bring this up in a men from a mental health standpoint is is don't sacrifice your health for others whether it's your mental health or your physical health here in, in this instance, because it's, it's not worth it. It isn't worth it by any means. And don't do your best to not succumb to that pressure. There are compromises, but you shouldn't be sacrificing your own health uh, for others just because they want to do a certain thing on Christmas or they want things to run a certain way. It's just simply not worth it. And that's the thing, even if we want to say, oh, well, it is Jesus's birthday. Well, you know, if you know anything about Jesus, you know that Jesus would sacrifice his birthday if it meant one person didn't have to die. Not thousands, one. That's Jesus. So if you're somebody, reason, no, think about that. What's important to you? In fact, on another note, even outside of mental health, that's that's why people tend to have problems with religion. Yesterday, I was having one of those 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 points because that house party a couple houses down. The reason they were doing it is because it was the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. No problem, celebrate the feast. Don't just skirt safety and regulations because you feel like you need to celebrate. And that's why people get upset with religion because you have. All these pastors out there are still insisting on packing churches and everything else. And then people come out and they say, well, the grocery store is open. Why can't the church be open? Because people have to fucking eat. You don't have to go to a building to pray. You don't. You don't at all. So don't sacrifice just because you have pressure from other people. There's plenty of time to make up for that. There's plenty of time to celebrate and see family. 
but it is much more important right now to make sure that you're able to see that entire family, all those friends, once we get to the end of this. So take care of yourselves. Take care of your immediate family and take care of yourselves before you start worrying about extended family and friends and everything else and making everyone else happy. Right now, you need to prioritize yourself and your kids if you've got kids. You know, that's what it's all about right now. Speaking of kids, parenting. So navigating the the holidays with the toddler and COVID. It's been fascinating for me. And it's funny, there are certain things that I kind of was braced for. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you know that we take an annual trip to Los Olivos, which is uh, an area near Santa Barbara. It's wine country. It's it's wine tasting, and they do a tree lighting every year. And uh, we go up there with a bunch of friends, uh, and and get a get a uh, Airbnb. We've stayed at the same one uh, two or three years in a row, and we had a different one before that. Uh, and we take the kids and everything. My my kid loves Los Olivos. She obviously doesn't get to drink wine, but there's Christmas lights, and she loves staying in the house and and all these other things. And it's cold up there, so she gets bundled up and and everything else. I was braced for her to kind of wonder why that wasn't happening this year. Uh, that didn't end up being a huge deal, weirdly. Uh, I think I was more sad about it uh, than my kid was, partly because I didn't get to drink very, very tasty wine, uh, but it's also just something I enjoy doing annually that we didn't get to do this year, um, you know, next year. I'm certain next year, <laughs> if I'm having this, if I'm doing an episode like this next year, I, I, I better be doing it from another country, because if we're still in this a year from now, I don't want to live in the United States <laughs> anymore, that's for damn sure. I'm already pretty damn close to not, well, I mean, I'm already there of not wanting to live here, but I'm definitely out at that point. Uh, but navigating the holidays, it's, cha- it's challenging, but you have to make the best of it. So finding other ways to entertain and celebrate. Now, obviously, one of those video calls with family, uh, but there's plenty of activities out there um, that you can just do in your home with your kids, you know? And it's also just taking advantage of enjoying kind of the smaller family Christmas time, which is something I'm trying to trying to remind myself of, uh, that I can really take in my four-year-old at Christmas right now without all these other distractions. Now, I love the other distractions, but looking at the bright side of it and knowing that, you know, this is really, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, we're going to look back and remember this. Not just because of the pandemic, but because we all compromised and we, we had to to celebrate in a new way. And it's going to be memorable. Uh, explaining the differences with my kid ha- has been fun lately. Uh, now, I, and I know we're going to get into more of them, and unfortunately, like, I know nothing about certain, re- like, I know nothing about Kwanzaa. I just, I, and it's not for any reason, I've just never, and I, I don't know a lot about Hanukkah. The only reason I know things about Hanukkah is from having Jewish friends. Uh, and, and so I'm, I know those other holidays are going to come, and I'm be like, all right, Google, <laughs> what, is, what is this? Uh, but we, we've definitely been talking about uh, Hanukkah and the menorah. And in fact, my wife was showing my daughter pictures of people's menorahs on uh, on Facebook yesterday. And my daughter doesn't get a lot of screen time, obviously, but sometimes it's like, oh, look at these pretty menorahs. And and we were talking about um, friends of ours and hers specifically uh, that are Jewish. She has one of her best friends is is Jewish, uh, very Jewish for lack of a better word, uh, because and and what I mean is like they celebrate all all the holidays, know all the traditions and everything else. Um, so, so she's aware of this, but the funny thing that happened was, uh, she, she decided that she wants a menorah now because she'd seen these cool, you know, lighted candle menorahs. Um, I also, I don't want to have to deal with it. So <laughs> I have not explained to my daughter that there's such thing as an advent wreath. Cause I don't, I just don't want one in my house to be honest, but there is a compromise there. However, my wife said to her, you know, we're not Jewish, so we can't, you know, and I don't know what the rules are, but it just seems like, no, we're not, we're not Jewish. And it's not because we don't like, I just, you know, we don't have a menorah because we're not Jewish. She said, no, well, I, well, I want, I don't want a Jewish menorah. I want a Christmas menorah. <laughs> and my wife tells me this. I just started laughing. I was like, okay, <laughs> just what, you know, um, but this is kind of her way of, of learning the differences in the holidays and, and everything else. And, and I'm sure she's just seeing candles and she's like, that is so cool. And that's what she wants. Um, interestingly, under normal circumstances, we would be at other people's houses who she's, and she, I think she, we have been at other people's houses where there was a menorah in previous holiday seasons, uh, but now she's noticing, uh, and if not for the pandemic, we would be seeing some, 
up close and personal. Um, and my my sis Laura's got one, and that's Auntie Laura who lives like five minutes away. It's just we can't, we're not congregating because of the pandemic. So, um, it's gonna be fun next year when she's like seeing menorahs and everything else. And and I don't know if she came up with a billion dollar idea or if she's just looking to have lit candles in the house. But maybe a Christmas menorah is a thing. Although, like I said, if you're <laughs> if you're familiar with Advent. Uh, the Advent wreath is, it's not the same as a menorah by any means, but the, you light a candle once a week through the Advent season and you could theoretically have lit candles in the house. I'm just not a fan of open flame in the house. I think this happens when your family loses a house to a to a forest fire. You're just like, eh, maybe, eh, no, no, let's not just have lit candles chilling. <laughs> I get the appeal, but no. Like, I don't even light candles for, for scented stuff. I We use one of the diffusers in my house just because it's so much safer. Um... And in other news of the holiday season, my four-year-old has declared multiple times starting yesterday that she wants to be a toy maker when she grows up. And I said, oh, do you want to be Santa? She said, no. And my wife, do you want to be an elf? No. I just want to be a toy maker. My, and, she, and this is one of the cutest and the innocence of children. And she said, she said to my wife and I this morning, she said, I just want to make toys for all my friends. I said, holy shit. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm doing something a little bit right here. <laughs> I mean, there's other times where she's like, "I want this and this and this and this." And... Okay, I know you, you you have a lot of things, but we don't need to have everything. Uh, but then there's that side of her where she's like, "No, I just want to make toys. Not even make toys for herself. She wants to make toys for all of her friends." The purity of kids. We ruin children. Adults just ruin children because they come out so great, and then it's it's all it's all just adults ruining them. Terrible. It's like that saying, we don't deserve dogs. We don't deserve children a lot of times. That's for damn sure. All right, common sense. Oh, oh, man. I don't even have anything big this week, but this popped up in my feed recently. Um, and I've talked about things like this before because I, I can't even remember the One of the, whatever company had beat up like sneakers and they were like pre-scuffed up and beat up sneakers so you could look like you couldn't afford news I, I don't even understand I don't remember what that whole thing was well here we have a Louis Vuitton Louis 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 can't even, Louis Vuitton Louis Vuitton Louis you know that Louis I always want to say Vuitton but it's like but yeah see I can't even say it that company you know overly expensive things uh, they are coming out with a skate shoe yeah you heard that right skate shoes um, because that's what we have to do these days is, t is take things that are simple and were meant to be cheap in the first place and, and make them extremely expensive. I didn't even look what the price tag on these things will be. And they've apparently gotten collaborated with some professional skater. Uh, but that's right. Lou Louis Vuitton, uh, skate shoes coming your way soon. They're probably going to cost you $2,000 for no reason whatsoever. And this, like I said, it's just completely counterintuitive, uh, to the skate shoe. I remember when Nike got into uh, to the the skate skateboarding shoe business a few years ago, uh, and and they were like twice the price of Vans. I was like, this is crazy. Like stick to and 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 I'll I'll be honest. In this closet right behind me, there there's actually there are two pair of uh, uh, Nike Stefan Janoski uh, skate shoes because I, I did end up getting some. But w when I say more expensive, I paid like eighty dollars, <laughs> and that's like I was like, oh god, I oh I don't know. I should, all right. I can have this nice pair of shoes. I've had them for years. Like, okay, $80 for, all right. Once in a while, I'll do that. But, and this, it's also just a great example of wealth disparity. And in fact, this came up recently, and I want to talk about this this from a common sense uh, perspective. And, I, and I, I'm paraphrasing here, but there, there's the thought of um, keeping poor people poor because they are constantly having to to buy cheaper things, but in the long run, they aren't actually cheaper. And, and the example that I'd seen was, uh, uh, you know, someone who can't afford to buy a pair of $50 boots. So instead, every year, uh, they buy a pair of $10 boots, and those boots wear out throughout the winter. However, uh, someone who has the money to can buy a pair of $50 boots, and those boots are going to last at least 10 years. So when you do the math on it, it's $50 versus $100. The person that can't afford the boots is actually spending $100 over 10 years as opposed to 50 by somebody who, who can't afford to just buy those boots uh, from the beginning. And this is incredible. It's, it's incredibly interesting because uh, it is definitely a way of keeping 
the working class or the lower class, the poorer class, uh, poor. You know, rent-a-center, and these things are great examples of that. You ever see those commercials for, like, rent-a-center? Go and do the math on it. And, like, what your payments, you end up paying for five years for some TV or something. That thing's paid off in a year, and you're still paying for it for years just because you can't afford to go buy one in the first place. You're paying five, six, seven times the cost of what it should be. But at the same time, there's these other sides, and that's, that got me thinking about the other side of things where it's unnecessary, like these skate shoes. There, there's not a difference between those and even those $80 Janoskis that I have in the closet or my $50 Vans. And for the record, I don't really usually pay $50 for Vans. I ordered some Vans. Uh, Vans had their friends and fa- their friends and family discount. Uh, I bought two pair of sh- two pair of Vans on Friday night. Ordered them. Uh, I paid twenty five dollars for one pair, and I paid seven dollars for the other pair. Smart. Uh, but that's the difference there too. Is it? It does go from the other side because you know, like jeans is a good example. You can go to Walmart and you can get probably get some ten dollar jeans, and those are gonna wear out real quick. Or you can go find some Levi's for 40 bucks, And Levi's going to last you 20 years. They were literally, <laughs> Levi's were designed for dudes panning for gold. That, that's where Levi's came from if you're not familiar with, with le- jeans in general, but Levi's especially. But then you have two, three, four, five hundred dollar jeans. You know, I don't know if true religion is still a thing, but like true religion and uh, seven, seven jeans, like all the, that's the differences. And here's just a great example of that with Louis Vuitton skate shoes. Just lame. Like, come on. You don't get in a skate shoe game. And that's what it is. It's this whole streetwear thing. Like, you're in a streetwear. I get, I get emails and stuff like once in a while. It's like, oh, new streetwear trends. I'm like, what the fuck is streetwear? And, and I look and I'm like, I still don't understand what streetwear is. And that's fine. Like, have your own style. But the whole thing for me is like, why you're paying thousands of dollars to look like that? Uh, and teach their own. I, you know, I mean, I own a hundred some, I don't pay a lot for my vans, but I do own over a hundred pairs of vans. So I, I, I am not one to talk. It just always blows my mind that, that people want to spend that much money on, on certain things. It's like, Jesus Christ. So I always joke, like my most expensive pair of pants that I own <laughs> is a pair of Lululemon men's like yoga pants. Cause they're like hundred dollar pants and someone gave them to me for Christmas but I don't pay $100 for pants, any kind of pants. I pay 40 bucks for you. If you're smart, if you're smart, 38 to 40 bucks, you get some Levi's. Bam. You just wait till there's a sale. Boom. Done. There's definitely that. <laughs> definitely that in between. Suits. That's where I'll go. I, my suits. You, you got you to be honest, you got to drop, drop a couple hundred dollars on a suit. Uh, but for someone like me, suits are for weddings and funerals and Fortunately, I don't have none of those going on right now, but fortunately, not a ton of those going on at my age. I'm kind of in the middle right now. I went through a period in my, my late 20s where it was like every weekend I felt like I was at a wedding, and now it's like, okay, thank God that slowed down a little bit. Now it's like a couple of year. All right, entertainment news. I feel like we got really tangented on that common sense. I don't even know what was happening there. Wealth disparity, and I'm not a very smart person, so it's like, just kind of rant about silly things that don't have a <laughs> educational basis, life experience basis, I guess you could say. Uh, but like I said, entertainment news, I don't have a lot here, but I do want to talk about a couple quick things. Uh, if you're not aware, Disney made a bunch of announcements. Uh, they are turning every single thing they own into a Disney Plus series. You think I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. It's literally every single thing they own. Of course, it's not every single thing they own, but I look and I, I like it gave me a headache. I kept seeing all the announcements come through and I have a a lot of it was Marvel and Star Wars. And I have a lot of Star Wars geek friends and Marvel geek friends and geek is not an insult. Like I just geek is that's a term, you know, I, I'm a punk rock geek. That's, you know, uh, so I don't I don't mean it as like, oh, you're a geek. I mean, it. And like, no, no, they're like super into it. Like, you know, we'll start having conversations and I'm like, what? That's a Star Wars character, and they're like, yeah, it was in blah, blah, blah book or blah, blah comic. I'm like, lost me, lost me. Uh, and that's, that's what I mean when I say that. So all this was getting posted, and I was just like, oh, my God, I can't even keep up with this. I cannot keep up with this. I don't know what the hell is happening. I didn't see any Muppets stuff. Come on, Disney. That's what's going to get. See, I'm a Muppets geek. 
be all about the Muppet stuff. But no, we're focusing on Star Wars and, and Marvel. Uh, but I will tell you, and, and here's my one thought on it without even trying to unpack any of the individual shows or anything. Oversaturation is a thing. It is absolutely a thing. Uh, and it's extra funny because Disney learned their lesson a few years ago with Star Wars when they were like, we're putting out a film every year. And they're like, here's a solo film and here's a Rogue One film. And I'm not saying they were all bad or anything. They, a lot of them were moderately successful, but they learned people kind of got tired of Star Wars for a minute because of the market saturation. And then when they backed off it a little bit, it got better. And they're like, okay, well, here's Mandalorian. And everyone loves Mandalorian. And I'm enjoying Mandalorian. I don't think I love it as everyone's like, it's a great show. Everyone's like, okay, it's fine. It's it's entertaining. I enjoy it. Baby Yoda's hilarious. Like, you know, outside of that. And <laughs> Bill Burr was cracking me up. On, uh, that uh, could technically be a bit of a spoiler. So technically spoiler, but I, I don't know. You know, you knew he was coming back at some point. But Bill Burr had me cracking up on the last episode of Mandalorian. He just... Something about the guys, real, real funny guy. Uh, but oversaturation, it's a thing. So I'll be curious to see. I like, I have a feeling a lot of this is just gonna trim in the fat, and then they're gonna get back to uh, to what they do well, and that's quality content without oversaturating. As much as I talk bad about Disney, like they know what they're doing. The mouse knows what he's doing. All right, Silver Jake, uh, Silver Jake, less than Jake, Silver Linings. That's right. That's the new. That's the name of their new album that just dropped on Friday. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Uh, if if you haven't heard it yet, um, I did feel a little bit seen uh, by their track "King of the Downside." Listen to it if you know me. I was definitely a little bit seen by that, but I I am thoroughly enjoying that album. Lesson Jake is definitely a top three band of mine. Had the privilege of seeing their live stream uh, on Friday, which they did a fantastic job. Um, with and uh, which uh, very entertaining. I, I love Lesson Jake. I'm so happy they have a new album out. And uh, and as I said last week uh, for the Christmas episode, we're also going to include the top my personal mine. So I like there should be no complaints to me. Like that's stupid. It's like well, fine. That's what I like. Going to do my top ten albums uh, of 2020. Counting down from ten to one. Uh, guarantee the Lesson Jake album will be in there. All right, Funko Pop. For those of you familiar with Funko Pop, there's a thing they're doing now, and it's it's kind of been around for a while, but it was a slow rollout, um, and especially hindered by by the pandemic and everything else. And it's cust it's Funko Pop people, and these are custom Funkos that you can make of yourself or others. Uh, imagine building like an avatar, uh, you know, like Facebook has them and stuff, where you pick the hair and everything else. Imagine building one of those, but like a Funko version. If you're not familiar with Funkos, if you're watching the video feed, boom, Funko. Funko of Elliot Alderson here. Uh, I, I'm I'm not a huge Funko fan. I I am a fan. I'm not a huge Funko fan. I've, I see some people that have like walls covered in Funkos and they just get all the different Funkos. For me, it's more of just a cool way. Like if, if you're on the video, you can see I got Deadpool over here. Um, it's just a cool way of having fun characters that you, that I like. Um, so I don't collect sets of them or anything behind me. If, if you look in the still photos that get posted a lot of times, you can see there's a bunch of them behind me, but you know. There's a Jim Henson, there's a Kevin Smith, there's, uh, the one thing is I do have the entire set of Mr. Robot, but it's just all random stuff that I like. There's Julian Edelman up there. Um, so, so I'm a Funko Pop fan and I, I think I would love to do this. It's, it's available at the store, but it's different right now because of COVID. Uh, so instead of like actually going in and building your own Funko, they, they kind of put it together for you and you pick it up uh, and we'll see if this is something that becomes a little more prevalent online as well. Uh, but when it is a little easier to do so, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely, I mean, I gotta get one. And it's gonna sit right here, and may, I'm I'm hoping I can put like headphones and microphone or something, uh, something make it look cool uh, here for Go Tells the Wall. So check those out if you're a Funko Funko fan. Uh, and last thing in entertainment news: college athletics. For those of you not aware, over eight and and we're we're at the very beginning of college basketball, the beginning of the season. We're not halfway through. We're not near the end the way we are with college football. Uh, so far in college basketball this season. Well over 800 games have been canceled. 800! 800! 800. Mostly all for COVID, you know? I mean, sure, there might have been one or two when there was canceled for, you know, something, but it's all COVID cancellations. All of it. Uh, football games getting canceled as well. In fact, it was funny. Yesterday when my kid was napping, I went to turn on the TV. I was like, oh, let me throw on a college football game in the background while I'm futzing around here in the living room. And I go to turn on Fox, and, like, the info... Uh, and I just have an antenna. It's not the guide, so it's probably why it doesn't update as quick. Um, but my TV has info, and I hit info. I'm like, oh, college football. Yeah, well, whatever this one is. And then I'm sitting there for a few minutes, and I look up. I'm like, wait, why am I watching an old Robin Williams movie 
then I realized the football game had been canceled, uh, so they just <laughs> threw on like a TV movie uh, in the middle of the day there. Uh, now, that's what I want to say. I, I've said this before. Is it worth it? And <laughs> it's being brought up so much that it's to save other college athletics. You know, because football especially, but basketball also to an extent, uh, helps to fund other college sports. Uh, and I don't want to get into semantics. I'm very well aware of this having... Uh, having gr- been an, an elite, <laughs> finger quotes, uh, track athlete, uh, and actually knowing people that went to college uh, to, to run track and cross-country collegially. And, uh, you know, when you're a kid, there's this whole thing like, oh, I get a scholarship and go to school. And it's like, yeah, run track. They're going to give you a dollar. <laughs> like, that's what it is. So these other football and basketball pay for a lot of these, these other sports, and I get it. And that's why they're pushing it so hard. Uh, but the bottom line to me is, is, is it worth Let's say one college athlete gets COVID and passes away. Is it worth that one kid? No. In fact, there was an instance, uh, a a player for the University of Florida yesterday, it might have nothing to do with COVID whatsoever, uh, but collapsed on the court uh, and had to be taken to the hospital. And he's he's stable, but in critical condition. And, And I'm telling you, if it comes back that he had a heart problem because of COVID, then we really need to examine what the fuck we're doing with college athletes right now. Because is it worth their health? Is it worth their lives? No. It absolutely is not worth it. It's not. Simple as that. And we just, we need to, we need to be smart about these things. That's all it is. Even if you just delay, delay. Let's play college basketball in the spring instead of the winter. Who cares? Who cares what the calendar says? Who cares? All right, that's going to do it for us. I thought we were going to have a short episode this week. Nope. Extra, extra long. (laughs) There you go. Like some bonus time, bonus common sense this week for all of you out there. All right, don't forget, next week uh, will be the annual Go Tell Us the Wall Common Sense Sunday-themed Christmas episode. What kind of ridiculousness is Sean going to be wearing? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I think I'm going to avoid my... For those, of you, for those of you that are new, I am. I think I'm going to avoid my Santa hat that has bells all over it because that one drives me nuts every year. I think I'm done with that one, but there's plenty of other ridiculous things that it could be wearing so don't forget make sure um I, uh, I would love to try and do that live that's something else we're working on i'm working on new gear in the studio uh so please sign up for page if, if you have the means help us out on patreon uh because we're gonna hopefully be bringing in a new machine here in the next six months and then we will go back to the live feed so i'd love to be live for the christmas episode but unfortunately i don't think we're gonna have the means to do it um but make sure you're you're seeing it after the fact comment on how silly and how ridiculous I am, and uh, and tell me how bad my top ten albums of 2020 is. All right, on that note, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, this has been episode 29 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. Also on YouTube, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall, subscribe to our channel. Uh, Instagram, my own personal Instagram, which is at SoCalSean, and most importantly would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Pick up some merch before Christmas. You should still be able to get that shipped out to you in time for Christmas or out to some other friend or relative uh, in another location. It should be able to get to them as well, so keep that in mind. Um, Like I said, we will be back next week. Same wall place, same wall time. I am your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and remember, wall fans, common sensors, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and especially no matter why you are doing it, Always, always use common sense.